This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and this is the last episode of calendar year 2021. It is almost New Year's Eve. Lots of people are making resolutions. And so we thought it was a great opportunity to bring out uh, an accomplished artist, a creative business mentor, and a trained spiritual coach, Peleg Top, who is, uh, he, he's a mentor. I have been on his show before uh, and had a chance to spend time with him. I think you're really going to enjoy our time together. Peleg, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. It's good to be here. I, I can think of no better way to end what has been a challenging year for for lots of individuals, families, countries, the world. I don't even know where to begin, quite frankly, because I, I want to hear so much about your story and how you became, not only how you became uh, financially free and independent, but how you became a mentor and a coach. Um, there's so much I want to unpack. Can we just, can you start with just a little bit yeah. about how you got to, to, to where you are? <laughs> How I got to where I am, uh, it's been a long road uh, with uh, a lot of inner work and uh, a lot of uh, failures and a lot of successes and a lot of lessons. And uh, yeah, what can I say more? It's, uh, the, the details are really irrelevant as far as how, but I can tell you why I got here. Um, I got here to this point of my life to a place where um, I moved through the world in a place of uh, feeling whole and complete and a level of inner peace that I carry with me uh, on most days. And a lot of this has to do with the, um, the inner landscape that I've paid attention to for so many years inside of the uh, storm that's the world that we live in. And it took a lot of work. Well, it, it certainly doesn't come naturally to everyone. And I'm, I'm no exception to that. Uh, meditation and yoga and acupuncture and various types of ways to, to uh, and of course, religion and other types of ways to be spiritual. They're not really taught. They're, they're handed down from generation to generation, a lot of times within families or within religious organizations. But how does someone, maybe without that kind of support system, find this, uh, find this inner peace that you talk about? How do you teach people to do that? I think it all starts with self-awareness, and, and that's ultimately the journey. The, the, the spiritual journey as, as human beings is all about self-awareness, and ultimately that's, that's what we seek in that journey. What I teach people is a way to get back to themselves, a way to listen to themselves, to their essence, to their deepest inner voice. And to get there, we oftentimes have to go through healing wounds and overcoming fears and increasing our own level of self-love. And that work is the practice. That work in, in, in my life 
is the most important spiritual practice. Anything beyond that, um, you know, only satisfies the skin, doesn't really touch the soul. And I think that our own our own growth as as people as we move through the world, if we don't really look at who we are and ask ourselves, you know, who am I? Why am I here? What is this all about? What's what's the purpose of of this life that I have? Then you know we we can just go through the motions of life and all of a sudden wake up and we're retiring, <laughs> right? And we uh, we feel lost. We have lost our, our our identity and who we are because it was so tied to what we were doing. But now that we're not doing, we're in that space of of uh, retirement and. Uh, we kind of feel lost and unconnected. And oftentimes, and I'm sure I mean, you've talked about this on your show, oftentimes uh, there is a, a crisis that happens at that age of retirement, uh, mostly for this reason. So if we can uh, go back and uh, think ahead of whenever we want that retirement part to, to happen, whatever we call retirement, right? We're not using that word <laughs> on this show. <laughs> We we can use it, but it's got to be in quotes. Exactly. Yes, I <laughs> yeah, have my air quotes yeah. on. Right. There you go. So the 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 inner work that we want to do to get to a point where we are so uh, connected to who we are as human beings, and we're not so consumed with the doing of of the days, uh, we can shift into whatever it is that 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 we want to do at that point because we're not so dependent on that identity of what we were doing, and and that's the core spiritual work that I'm talking about is to know yourself. The better you know yourself, the deeper you know yourself, the the more you have to work with actually. Well, you also have to enjoy your own company because there's certainly times where you you are going to spend time alone and and need to figure out, I agree with you, it's, it's who you are, not what you do. I, I love that you framed it that way and that we tie our identities to our work so, so much that retirement feels like a loss uh, rather than a graduation, which is what we've been trying to, uh, to help people grapple with. But I also think when we talk about money, we talk about financial affairs, there's, a, there's an incredible amount of worry and fear um, there's the, the fear of the unknown. I think people are, are often afraid of things they don't fully understand, and there's not a lot of financial literacy. We've talked about that on the show. Um, yeah. There's also, I think there's also incredible amounts of shame and guilt and all kinds of, for lack of a more graceful term, all kinds of emotional baggage around money that I, I think plays into what you're talking about here in terms of not only figuring out who you are, but, but the why, right? Yeah, you've hit on a really, really important point. Um, you know, we can be uh, financially, technically financially smart. We can have all the right investments in place and the all, all the cash that we, we need. But yet, that doesn't mean that we are feeling financially free, right? And, and that's the idea of the inner world. <laughs> Of, of ours to our own relationship to money. And so many of my students and so many people that I know, including myself included, have uh, grown up with a money story that is probably not theirs. You know, I, I inherited my money story 
In other words, the way that money appeared in my life, the way that the concept of money showed up, the way that I began to relate to money, I learned it from my mom and dad, right? From our family of origin is where we pick up a lot of a lot of the things that our, our parents modeled for us. And I was raised in a household with uh, a father who and a mother who spent their first five years of their lives in poverty. My dad was a Holocaust survivor and my mother was an Iraqi refugee. And in that time in their life pretty much shaped their relationship with money. It brought in a sense of scarcity from the get-go. So they grew up in a life where the belief that um, there isn't enough or money will just end immediately or suddenly it'll all go away, all those anxieties shaped their relationship with money. And, and that's how I was raised. And that's what I learned to believe for, for many, many years. And I realized one day I woke up and I realized, wait a minute, um, <laughs> this isn't working because you know, even though I'm making really good money and I'm able to support myself financially, I am still having a hard time, you know, sleeping at night because I worry about it. And I know that I'm not alone in that. My own personal quest was to liberate myself from that anxiety and worry. And um, my work on becoming financial free was really about learning to change my relationship with money and also learning to really understand what it takes to create money, that it's not about earning money, it's about creating money. And the way that I can create money is basically very simple, and I always have access to that. As long as I am, as long as I am alive, I have the ability to serve people and to be creative. And those two things together applied in a, um, intentional way will create money, service and creativity. And when I really got in touch with that idea and started actually believing in it and living it, I began to um, heal whatever wound I had around money that was holding me back. And my, not only my, my financial numbers completely started changing and money flowed in a much, much easier way. But I wasn't anxious about it anymore. I trusted. I trusted that there is enough because we all know there is enough money in the world. There is so much money in the world. It's just how do we tap into the amount that we need for our life, right? So that idea of the flow that is available for us is something that I believe in. So I don't that, that idea of, oh, it'll never be enough is not there anymore because I see it all around me. That is the, the abundance that we live in. How much we, we have in our pocket and in our bank is ultimately all up to us, up, up to our, our creativity and our way of serving the world. You've shared an awful lot with us in a, in a short period of time. You've gone from this sense of <laughs> scarcity that you grew up with to this feeling of abundance, but you didn't, and let me, let me suggest that you didn't go from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset because of a radical abundance of, 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 of earning or wealth. 
you did it because you learned to free yourself from some of the chains of spending, right? You, you sort of went minimalist here and spent some time in a way that lots of people have never experienced. Can you share that, that experience with us and maybe how that created this transformation? That was part of the journey. It wasn't the journey. What you're referring to is um, I, I, I took two years, 2015 and 2016, and uh, on the heels of a divorce, uh, sold all my properties and uh, put all my stuff in storage and packed a suitcase and traveled, um, lived out of a suitcase for two years in a very minimalistic uh, uh, way. Uh, that did teach me that I don't need a lot to be happy. And it gave me a really good perspective at um, the the abundance that the world has to offer us only if we really learn how to tap into it. That was part of the of the journey, as I said. It wasn't the whole journey. The whole journey of getting to that place took way, way, way more years and more inner work and a, a lot more digging and healing to get to a point where um, I love myself and I trust myself and I believe in myself and I believe in my abilities to create money uh, whenever I need money. And I'm okay with that. I don't, don't, I don't need more than I need. Tell, tell us a little bit about the, the coaching work that you do. You have a 100-day program. And being that we're getting ready to kick off a new year, lots of New Year's resolutions are around either losing weight or fitness or their money goals or other things. What kind of, what kind of program is this? How does this work? Uh, this is a program that invites uh, people to go on a 100-day journey with me where we spend 100 days. This is 100, 100 sessions in 100 days consecutively. It's quite intense. Uh, we go on this journey as a, as a group, as a cohort of about uh, 15 of us who go through this journey every time. And what we do is we, we do the inner work that we need to do in order to get to that place of feeling that we uh, like to be with ourselves in the, in the same room. You know, the, the place of trusting ourselves, the place of loving ourselves. It is a, is a course where um, I teach a lot of these concepts that I've learned from my experiment I call my life. And uh, <laughs> we use art as a tool, a tool to move through the process. Um, for 100 days, the students uh, create an incredible body of work. And this is not art to be um, you know, displayed in, in, in galleries. This is art that gets created and destroyed right away because we... We don't want to get pressures about it. We want to just activate that creative muscle in us. So ultimately, inside of this work, the student gets to a point where they trust themselves and trust their creativity. And their level of confidence in what, of what's possible is, um, is off the charts. And the things that happen after that experience, that's what excites me most, to see where the students are on day 101 and what are they creating in their life now that they've gained all this confidence and all these tools, manifestation tools to go out there into the world and, and create who they're meant to be. I just want to piggyback off of that because I, I think it's uh, I think it's an amazingly unique program. There are lots of schools, courses, programs, trainings. They preach that they meet students where they are. 
you know, I, I, isn't it isn't it said that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? Is this? It's actually um, glorious. I don't think it's sad. I think it's it's exactly what needs to happen uh, when, when somebody is ready to do the work. And that's that was my my journey, you know, when I was ready to do certain type of work that I that I needed to do, the right teacher showed up along the way. Oh, I, I think it's glorious too. I, I what I had said was that uh, it's been said that, not that it's that sad that. I, I think it's great. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying it was sad. I think it's wonderful. Um, how do folks when they seek you out or when when you appear as their teacher? What kind of condition are are they in? If you're allowed to say, what what who are the folks who are who are seeking you out or who are allowing themselves to be sought? It's generally people who are quite accomplished, who are in uh, in that liminal space between the familiar and the unknown. They've had a long career. They're uh, they've been accomplished and successful. They've they have a lot to show for what they've done, and they begin to see that. Uh, they're in this transition space, and they don't quite know exactly what's next for them. It's, it could be a very scary space, because we hold on to the familiar, and we're not willing to let go, even though sometimes we need to let go in order to begin the next thing. But the fear and anxiety of the unknown of what's next oftentimes um, paralyzes people. And oftentimes, I've seen it, they, it keeps people in jobs that they don't like, careers that they've uh, outgrown. So when they meet me... Um, they, they're asking what's next, and they're saying, I don't really know what's next. I don't have any ideas of what's next. And the work that we do together helps them get reconnected with who they are, reminding them who they used to be before they uh, fell into the grind of their lives and their careers. It wakes up their inner soul artist to a point where they can begin to hear that inner voice that they forgot that they had, and begin to come alive again. And that's part of the magic of, of, of who we are as human beings, is when we become alive and more self-aware and more created to our inner artist. And I believe all of us are artists, even you, Eric. <laughs> um, my, my stick figures don't measure up, let me tell you. I have a lot of talents. That is typically not one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that's... And that's a big part of what people come in with is that same belief is, oh, I'm, I'm not an artist. And, and I say, I don't believe you. And let me show you that you are. And let me teach you how to uh, begin to express yourself in a way that will actually surprise you. And when that process happens and uh, art becomes a tool, right? A tool to, for us to grow and get to know ourselves we arrive at a place where um, we get clarity. We we begin to see things clearer. We begin to, we begin to hear that inner voice that has been dormant for so many years, who are now telling us, "Oh, remember, we used to love this and we used to love that." And at that point, new ideas come in, and and the what's next becomes much much clearer because it. It comes from a very natural space of who they really are, not who they think they need to be. So, well, first of all, if you think you can turn me into an artist, that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I get <laughs> I'll it. I'll take the challenge, <laughs> Oh, man, that is, you know, my my 11-year-old daughter does art. I do not do, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so so in, some ways, in some ways, you're um, 
a wake-up call. You're a change yeah. agent helping folks fight the yeah. sleep that is the inertia of their lives. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I often tell people that if, uh, if you come and study with me, I'll be two things for you. I'll be uh, an alarm clock and a plumber. Uh, first, <laughs> first, I'll wake you up, and then I'll help uh, snake out all the crap out that's been getting in the way of your growth so that you can experience the flow that you're looking for in your life. That's kind of the joke. That, yeah, well, that's one of the most graphic things ever said on this show. So I'm glad we don't use. I'm glad we don't use a visual representation of our yes. guests' uh, me- methodologies. I think we'll all be better off not visualizing any more of that than we just had. It's to. all metaphoric. That's, yeah, I understand. I understand. So, so what are what are some for for folks who maybe aren't ready for this? Because this is not only yeah. is it a, a major commitment to. To forget the hundred day program, which is obviously a, a major commitment, but just to try and change oneself is extremely tough. But because this is a time of year where people are trying to do this anyway, what is a baby step that maybe you can recommend to folks who aren't ready for a transformation, but could certainly use a uh, mm-hmm. well a, a shot of adrenaline somewhere, a, a, a shock of the system? Well, a very simple practice that is incredibly powerful is a gratitude practice. You know, we, we live in a world of uh, 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 fear and scarcity. We, we get fear and scarcity messages coming at us every time we turn the news on. I would say during the holidays, turn the news off. Give yourself a media break. Um, it'll wait for you. And if something you know, big happens, You'll find out about it from somebody, trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But give yourself a break from that. You know, see if you can calm down that, that, uh, um, that, that news addiction that we live around where we need to know what's happening everywhere in the world in places that we don't even will ever have anything to do with, right? But it still affects our psyche. And begin to notice, just notice all the good around you. Begin to notice and take it in, the little things. The, you know, uh, the, the smile on your child's face, the, the way it feels uh, when you sit in your car and drive home and, and it's very nice and comfortable and the music is playing. Get connected to life. Get connected to um, so much that's around you and feel the, the gratitude of that. If, if you do that on a regular basis, just that just simple, simple act of noticing the good I promise you, that's like 90% of the work here. But it's a, it's okay. a simple and powerful tool. Well, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it starting today um, because I, I do think the gratitude practice makes sense. I do think that we sleepwalk through life a lot. I think yeah. that just noticing, it doesn't have to be profound like the sunrise over yeah. the Atlantic Ocean. It could just be a, a breath of fresh air. Um, but recognizing the, the little things yeah. that matter. Yeah, I love that. Notice the good. And, and if you want to take it one step further, have a gratitude journal by your bed or somewhere where you can, you can be with this journal every day and take five minutes and just write down you know, three things that you notice today, the things that you notice today. And I, I tell you, you begin to write those things down and you are writing such a beautiful book to read uh, that will 
always help you get back into a good mood <laughs> when you yeah. when you're not feeling so good because you'll pick up this book and you'll begin to read it and you'll go wait a minute all my problems sound so irrelevant and and insignificant compared to these amazing life that I actually have that I'm actually noticing and I think that's a big part of why we suffer is because we don't notice that the good that we have in our lives. Peleg, that's, that is sage advice. Um, and <laughs> you talked a little bit about a scarcity and abundance. And, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you have an abundance blessing um, that you use in your classes that I would love for you to share with our audience. Uh, it, it's a, a spiritual thing, not a religious thing, but it's, it's an opportunity to just, um, just go into the year with a, a real clean slate. Would you like to share that with us? Yeah, I would. I would love to, Eric. And uh, um, this this uh, prayer, this blessing, is a combination of uh, many prayers that I've collected over the years from poems and books, and I can't remember how it was uh, uh, compiled. But it's something that I say with myself. I start my day with this with this prayer, and I like to share it with my students because it's it's inspiring, it's clean, and it and it's uh, it's not religious, and everybody can relate to it. So. I invite you to just close your eyes and bring a, a soft, a soft smile to your to your uh, lips, and acknowledge divine love for allowing me to give with complete and ease and abundance, knowing that you love are the ultimate source of all. Let me be an easy and open conduit for your prosperity. Let me trust that all my own needs are always met in amazing ways and that it's safe to give freely as my heart guides. And equally, let me feel wildly open to receiving. May I know my own value, my beauty, and worthiness without question. Let me allow others the supreme pleasure of giving to me, and may I feel worthy to receive in every possible way. Change me into one who can fully love, forgive, and accept myself, so I may carry love without restriction. Let everything that needs to go, go, and let everything that needs to come, come. I am utterly your own. You are me. I am you. We are one. All is well, and all is full of love. Thank you. Thank you. That's part of my gratitude. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I hope it's something that uh, folks will not only enjoy and, and heed, but also listen to over and again. So um, we're running out of time on the show, and I, and I, I really could spend a... I could spend 100 days with you, Peleg, honestly. <laughs> um, but let's... Let, we we do over. need an extra... Well, we, we need an extra credit assignment. We need um, a one takeaway and... Um, I, I don't know how you can offer anything more profound than you already have today, so I challenge you to tr try to do that. This has been so good. What, what would our extra credit assignment be today? It would be about noticing, and it would be about giving, as we are in this time of year that uh, uh, promotes the energy of giving. Um, I would challenge you to a glad giving challenge. And what that is, and this is something that I challenge many of my students, um, I challenge my students to take uh, 10 bills, 10, 5, or 10, or $20 bills, but 10, 10 bills, have the cash in your pocket. And as you move through your world, notice where you can give. 
It could be to the checkout counter um, a girl at the supermarket. It could be to the uh, postman. It could be to the street performer. It could be to the hostess at the restaurant you just uh, had lunch at. It could be anything, but experience the joy of noticing. And something really magical can happen when we practice glad giving is we begin to look for ways that we can give and help and serve versus move through the world in a way of trying to get. And I think that's a, a, a beautiful practice that can help you connect to the spirit of the holiday, the spirit of renewal, the spirit of abundance, and have fun with it. Um, I would encourage you to even write down, you know, keep in your journey, if you have a journal book, write down who you gave the money to and what was the response. Because when people receive, even if, even if it's $10, it means so much. So I want you to go out there and glad give and experience really the joy of, of giving um, as you make a connection with another human being. Spectacular assignment. I challenge our listeners to do just that. I think it's a uh, not only a worthwhile um, outward gesture, it's an incredibly powerful inward gesture. Uh, Peleg, how can folks learn more about you and the work you're doing and, and maybe be in touch with some of your writing or other work? Um, I have a website. It's pelegtop.com. Uh, they can learn about me, my story, uh, my course. Uh, I'm on Instagram at pelegtop. I mean, I'm not that, that active on there. And, uh, and I'm on fantastic shows like yours. So <laughs> well, that's the uh, best way to, uh, to spread, spread love into the world. So, yeah. Well, this, this has been remarkable and uh, heartfelt, and I, I very much appreciate you coming on. You were a great guest. Thank you. Eric, I also want to say thank you because uh, your your work and uh, your podcast is one of my favorite listens. You're 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 more. In, I, I hear you more than you hear me. <laughs> you're in my car almost every time that I'm in it. Um, I truly enjoy the way that you teach and the way that you're passionate about um, helping people uh, in their own way of transitioning into what's next for them in the financial uh, aspect. And, and thank you. I've learned a lot from you and um, keep doing this amazing work. Well, I, I can think of no better way to end the year. This was great. Uh, I would like to thank all of our listeners uh, for listening, not just to this episode, but to, to our whole season. Um, we are continuing on the other side of January 1, 2022 with, with our year. Um, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Please also check out our books, workbooks, and online financial literacy resources at BrotmanMedia.com. We'll be back next week and, in fact, next year with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. From this day forward, let us begin changing the way we view retirement. Today, I implore you, don't retire, graduate. Visit our website at BrotmanMedia.com to subscribe. And please like us and post comments on social media. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed.
The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.